0: Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com, WeatherTech, Hum by Verizon, RockAuto.com, and State Farm. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis.
1: Thank you, Alec Webb. Welcome, everyone, to MotorWeek podcast number 175. Boy, you know, we're going to be at 200 before too launch longer. Uh, joining me at MotorWeek Central is writer producer Brian Robinson. Hey John, really glad to be here. Whoa, that's the most lying. Hey John, hey John, I'm really glad to be here. Is that six words? That's about three more than normal. Anyway, our road test producer, Ben Davis. Hey, guys. He's going to grunt. Online content coordinator, Greg Carlos. I am here. And video producer and editor, Joe Ligo.
2: We don't have a lightning round, but I still have the bell.
1: You hit the bell, just to let you know, Mm. just nostalgic. It just feels right. It just feels good. Okay, this is the show (laughs) where we're going to talk about the winners of our annual Drivers' Choice Awards. In case you haven't uh, known about them before and you've lived under a rock, Every year we pick winners uh, among the vehicles we've tested for that year, different categories, categories that people really buy. And then at the end of that, we always pick a best of the year, one of the vehicles that we think stands out the most. So we're going to start at the top. I'm going to name one of the winners. Everyone's going to have a chance uh, to comment on it, why they personally think it is a driver's car or it earned, earned the award. And then we'll move through. Our best small car uh, of the year. And this is the first time we have ever picked a car three years in a row. And that's the Honda Civic. Breaking new ground. Why did we do that, Brian?
3: Uh, Well, they rented the ship on the Civic uh, two years ago. And then uh, this year they added the Warm Performance SI. And the uh, super
1: high-performance type R.
3: Warm
4: so. performance. I like that. Yeah. yeah. They, they just keep improving
1: on what was the best in its class by Keeping it fresh. making it broader. Well, making it broader, appeal to more people.
4: Greg? Yeah, I think we were rewarded it for that. And I just remember going down the list of other small cars. And we do this with other lists, but we say, is it better than the Civic? And I think all of us were in agreement that even though it had won the previous two time, or the previous time, um, it just – it's the best as, – as good as it gets in this segment. Yeah,
5: and simply no matter what kind of driver you are, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. They've got something there for you. <laughs> They've got you. something for you for yeah. sure.
4: Joe?
2: I mean, like I said, they kept it for fresh and, like you said, made it broader, and it, like, I agree with Greg. it's If it can't beat it, then, I, then if nothing could beat it, then it's three years in a row. Why not?
1: And the next winner, Best Family Sedan, could well be up there for a while because uh, it's the Honda Accord, And I think what hit most of us is um, this is no longer just a run-of-the-mill four-door family car.
5: It's edgy. It's got some sporty styling, and it's definitely the freshest offering out there in that category. You can get a manual, which is cool. Yeah. Turbo
3: engines. All turbo engines. Quarterline luxury car inside. And they finally got the interface uh, right with bringing some knobs back.
5: Yeah, for sure. I personally... The VW guy that you guys know, I am. I'm looking forward for the Passat to be all new, and I think as a driver, that
4: might be my choice next year.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a good, uh, interesting <laughs> looking good car for sure. Yeah. Since there's
4: a new Jetta as well, Accord, I was surprised by how well the Accord did drive. <laughs> yeah. Having driven previous Accords, this one seemed like they took it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Best
1: convertible: uh, the Mazda MX-5 Miata
4: RF. So well, specifically, as we all know, a uh, Miata is the answer to any car question ever. You're Looking for a car, just buy a Miata. <laughs>
5: Especially if convertible so is in the equation.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I that's did. the thing
2: is, what's the what's the convertible competition? I mean, like a Buick Cascada or something. I mean, the Miata is so fun. Mini's not made it stand out. Yeah.
1: The RF with the retractable uh, hard top, They just did such an excellent job
3: it does on look this good.
1: compared to the last uh, one. So. I mean, engineering-wise, I think the car is actually very impressive.
3: So fun to drive, and uh, I like the look of the retractable uh, fastback. I'm not sure that I would buy one, but
1: yeah, that's like what the RF, other. by the way, stands for yeah, retractable fast. It's behind
5: you, so you can't really <laughs> tell the difference. R- Blind spot, but
1: well, before cool. <laughs> you know it was buried, the, the, the iconic shape of the Miata was always there. This has a little bit more styling, and I'm I'm not one that wants to see the Miata change that much, but I think it does improve the profile.
5: And it's nice when look. it is up, you have a hard roof, which yeah. you can't get in a regular Miata.
1: Best luxury sedan, BMW 5 Series. Yeah, that's uh, it's almost no surprise. It's noteworthy though, you know, you think 5 Series is more of a
3: sports sedan, but. Um, with this latest five series, they've proved that luxury is just as important to them as uh sportiness and it's super luxury, luxurious
1: inside it really is yeah
2: and it's it's uh the three d car what's that called the thing that allows you to see uh, yeah, the outside yeah. of the car from uh, the inside? Yeah. It's like a round view, view or it. something. So, yeah, it view? takes that to, a, to another
4: to the level. That's crazy. Like That's a cool camera. Thing. Yeah.
1: It's very much like having a drone flying over I, th-
4: I <laughs> thought um, BMW had gotten into like a habit of not putting out the luxury that I expected, but then they bucked that trend with the 5 Series. That was really mm. quite opulent.
1: Hmm. Meanwhile, a car that I think has surprised everybody in the automotive world. <laughs> well said, Greg. Well said. Best sports sedan, since we were talking about the 5 Series, is best luxury sedan. Best sports sedan came from pretty much out of nowhere. The Kia Stinger. Somebody want to just tell people what the Stinger really is? Oh. It's actually a five-door hatchback, but it's uh, all about
3: being a sports sedan with a twin-turbo uh, V6. I was probably skeptical more than most
1: going in, but uh, I think they pulled it off big time front engine, rear drive, well balanced, all wheel drive is an yeah. option. Um it's a strange
5: class for a Kia to be entering, but uh, cuz there really isn't any kind of affordable competition in that area, but they saw a spot, nailed it, gave it a cool name, boom. And the five door cool things one. growing on me. I when I I when I first
2: saw it I was like, "What what are they what are they doing here?" And then I saw it in person, I'm like,
1: it's almost all totally right. disguised. If you don't know, it's a five-door. And you it's a convenient. a like, figuring it out. Oh, for
2: sure. Why screw around with a trunk when you can get that big opening and get stuff in the back <laughs> and of the look car? You look at I the
1: mean. seams in the back. They look almost like a trunk. There's no extra seamage around the rear window. I think they did a masterful job. But the driving is what the car is all about. Can you sit here at this table and think of anything that disappointed you about the car?
4: I don't think it's quite as engaging as some of its rivals, German rivals in mm-hmm. particular. But you got to remember, this is Kia's first attempt. And for a first attempt, it's still pretty incredible, I think. And totally out of character. stuff you're just going to learn as time goes on. And I hope they continue to, to, to develop it. Yeah. yeah. The fact
1: that they hired some of the best
4: engineers from BMW to work
1: on it. Yeah, they, they had a smart. big
5: wallet on this one, for sure.
1: Okay, best sport, Coupe. A classification of a car mm. that's sort of... Hasn't been real strong for many years, but Lexus LC 500, uh, eye-opening car, stunning to look at, but even more stunning to drive. Amen. I can remember we all thought, you know, it's going to be another piece of pretty Lexus sculpture,
4: but wow. Yeah, it, uh, it actually backed up its looks pretty well. Um, I had a great time driving it, didn't put it through any major performance tests, but, um. As far as a grand touring car or something you can just cruise on the highway it's it 's solid it 's more solid than I remember any other lexus i 've driven mm. What well, got it looks me so good
1: they had a lot
4: of fun with it.
1: I mean, when you go to the interior, you have this ultra modern exterior. you go to the interior, and maybe it 's just me and my age, but I saw. A lot of 1950s and 1960s GM dashboard elements there. Right angles, unusual looking air vents, knobs where you didn't expect them to be. The lines on the door panel. It was just really like they told the designers go on, you know, the cars that you drew as a kid, you know, go back and look at some of those drawings and put them in here. It was kind of cool. So I wouldn't call it retro, but
2: it certainly was different. And the best execution of the spindle grille. We have ever seen.
1: Yeah, they. I think it is. It's still a matter of taste, but uh, that and the uh, the uh, the new LS, I think, are much improved. Best performance car turned out to be a duet, Dodge Challenger SRT Demon and the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. It's like if you had to buy two vehicles for your garage, so you're pretty much set for anything that can happen, those would be the two. That Anybody want to comment? That's pretty wild. I love me some Cherokee. Uh, that was probably one of the favorite cars I drove last
3: year. I mean, everything about it that you've read is absolutely Talk true. Talk about the Trackhawk. Uh, I'm talking about the Demon.
1: Oh, the Demon, too. That thing okay. is, uh, it's just well, it's Elaborate, elaborate. He's I mean, sitting here sucking
3: simple, air. Anyone can hop in that car and just run ten second quarter miles, and anyone can go buy it. It's just pretty amazing.
5: What a world we live in. Yeah. That's an award winning performance yeah. uh, effort for sure.
1: You know, it's. I wonder what they're going to do for an encore because I mean they can't just crank them, keep cranking those out because they'll kill uh, the value. Back
5: out. to my last podcast, SRT needs to make yeah. off road ready jeep with a warranty Bam. there you go. Just well, super burly and purpose built yeah you know?
3: well if the if it happens it's because i suggested it on the to the engineers on the demon <laughs> event. and that because they were like well, what do we do next and i was like well you've got the hellcat now you've got the demon the next one needs to be you just have to go full satan Full yeah. Satan, <laughs> yeah. Dodge Challenger yeah. Satan. Yeah, a thousand there horsepower. There you go, Dodge Challenger <laughs> Satan. A thousand horsepower, full Satan model. Yeah,
1: yeah wow. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't just call and six go six back six six and say, six, "Hey, that uh,
5: a competitor would come out with the Exorcist." They kind of like uh,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, wars away would demons. That be, that be <laughs> it it would, would be great? It would be. Somebody should it come out. I think Tennessee
2: <laughs> was doing a you know, special edition Camaro or something.
1: But we'd be back at d- you know, uh, you know. Remember ten years ago, we're all sitting around saying, you know, horse power looks like it's dead we're not going to have any muscle cars anymore we're in another heyday
5: for sure and anybody that wants to say man just you know there's too much technology in the driving experience now and uh, that may be true but i mean if you can sit in a car and pull 10 second quarters with no experience technology is awesome right (laughs) i still love technology I, don't, I think technology
1: true. has made all of us better drivers, at, especially at higher speeds. Always. In, yeah, for, and, for. and it's the same with racing. I mean, look at all the technology that's crammed into a Formula One car. My goodness.
5: And the future will just be making that technology feel like it's not there. Yeah. That'll be. Which. That'll be the. I Porsche is, already nailed already
3: You can't argue that. Absolutely.
5: I'd take that last statement back. <laughs> no. But they're only going to get better. Yeah. So.
1: Now we have to turn our sights to the new style of American cars, and that is uh, utility vehicles. And we've picked three, small, large, and luxury. Let's start with the small uh, SUV of the year. Best small utility, Mazda CX-5. Why?
5: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of cool ones to choose from in that area. But being that this is a driver's choice uh, award, you've got to give it to the Mazda just because it's got a little sportier edge than all the others.
3: And they took all, yeah, they took all the interior luxury from the CX-9 and brought it down to the CX-5. Very nice inside.
5: It is a good-looking car. I see them everywhere. They uh-huh. still look
4: good. I still look at them. I can't add any more to that. One as <laughs> well. Great interior.
1: <laughs> our best large utility, which we used to call our best family-size utility. Uh, this one caught me by surprise because I just didn't expect it to be as good as it is. And it is terrific, and that's the Volkswagen Atlas. Mm-hmm. I mean – a lot of people look at it and say, well, they took the best of everything out there from Honda and everyone else and put it into a slightly bigger package. And, you know, that's about right. It's a
5: good yeah, strategy. you, you got to get them while they're hot, dude. They're giving them away for cheaper than I think they're worth, honestly. What a, they're a real it's a, bargain. It's a bargain and a half.
1: And they've continued so to be big. a bargain. I mean, it's been out now for a while, and, and they've act, they got one of the best warranties out there. Uh, and there, it's really, for a three-row SUV, and if you're a big guy like me and you kind of don't want to cram yourself into something too small, it's a really nice, you know, it fits very nicely between the body on frame, uh, Tahoe and, and, and Expedition, and something like a Pilot. I think it fits right in that I was niche.
3: I was amazed when I first saw this how big it is but when you drive it it doesn't drive like a vehicle anywhere near that big no, i'll doesn't. be sad, I mean, sad when volkswagen
2: oh, i'll be sad when volkswagen's sort
5: of slab styling goes away because it looks good
3: it's
2: square
5: l- cars it's love or hate on the styling i'm not a huge fan of the styling but the car will win you over for sure um do you see how small the
1: engine looks in the engine bay when you pop It's yeah. unreal yeah. well that's volkswagen <laughs> best luxury utility the land rover range rover velar a Jag F-Pace <laughs> with a totally different everything except maybe the basic chassis and powertrains. Yeah, all the Range Rover luxury
3: uh, you want in a really sweet-looking package. Uh, I thought they did a great job. If with.
1: this is badge engineering, I'd like to see more of it because you can't really tell that they're mm-hmm. similar except, you know, if you know, look at some of the specs.
5: The yeah, F-Pace, that was our—was that last year's winner
2: Yeah. the mm-hmm. year before?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: the uh the interior on Land Rover well on Range Rover stuff especially they're just wonderful. Yeah. The leather and the, the materials and yeah. now some some of the design is a little weird the, they got a lot of shiny materials and the infotainment's a little not responsive but in terms of just sitting and enjoying it as a passenger it's it's wonderful.
4: the
5: um, The tech takes a lot of uh, getting used to, but that's part of the charm, I guess. Once you, I mean, if you own the car, you're going to spend the well, time it takes. to it's because it's to British, learn it's
1: almost like and part it's like, of their character. They misspell words on purpose.
4: Huh? They misspell words. I'm uh, talking about in oh, T-Y-R-E, well, you in color. T Y R E pick tires. A fight with them
1: on that, <laughs> I'm kidding. Best minivan. Last year was the Chrysler Pacifica, which we really love. This year it's the Honda Odyssey, which apparently we really love mm, a little
3: really, bit more. Really, really love. Yeah, it's the, they're the only two big players in the it's game. It's the freshest. Yeah, I yeah.
5: Sienna might get in the game here next year. You and love the Sienna, dude. I do. You can get all-wheel drive in that, and there are things I <laughs> like about the, that. That is that important that I don't like to me, others. too. So next year might be a for-real competition in that category i think
1: like we were talking about the accord they've elevated the uh, odyssey almost to luxury car status i mean the quality of materials what you can get on inside feature
2: wise to compete with crossovers there's so many cool things you can get in vans that maybe are a little gimmicky but you can't get in crossovers the sliding like the, the horizontal sliding seats the vacuum the cabin uh, pa system the screens <laughs> the head i mean if you're a gimmicky person this thing is
4: Loaded. I will say one of the things that held us up in voting for this was the stow and go mm-hmm. in the Pacifica versus mm-hmm. taking out the seats in the um, Odyssey, which Ben and I found out is not oh, – it's not it hard, is. but it's also not something that you – you're not going to do it. You're, you're not going to do it putting sp- stuff in there, right? For you're not sure. going yeah, to spur the those moment. Seats out. Whereas, like, for me to put the seats in the Stow and Go with the Pacifica, that's nothing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so easy.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, fortunately for me, though, I would seldom have to take the second row out. There's enough room with the third mm-hmm. row folded that, that would be enough for me.
3: Yeah, we just got done driving it back and down to the Roebling and back. And uh, yeah, it's
1: a great cruising highway vehicle as well. Best pickup truck. <laughs> Ford F one hundred and fifty best selling uh, pickup truck for thirty seven thirty six thirty seven oh, years whatever I'm it is it's close to as forty long years as or we've 40, been yeah. On yeah and um, they've done some major revamping uh, this is to the already new only what three years ago all aluminum truck
5: outrageous stuff with twin turbo motors and stuff too if you haven't adopted those or you're a little wary about them. <laughs> They
3: definitely Get on board. deliver six, the goods.
1: Sixty or seventy percent, maybe, if he, of all F 150s are V six powered. Now, <laughs> who ever wow. thought that would happen? Yeah,
3: wow. And the Raptor was new last year, which you know went next level as well. So
1: and and some of
2: Ford's crossover utility styling is a little questionable in my opinion, but the truck still looks yeah. so good. I, we had that black F one hundred and fifty here. Yeah. What a gorgeous sleek truck!
4: Looking, and I think that when they when they uh made the all new aluminum one the 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 current or the one just before this refresh it was in the right direction but on this one they kind of put it all together they said all right let's go back to the drawing board and make it a little bit more cohesive and i think they did a great job i think job. they did
1: too that's a good way to put it the front end it makes a lot more it's just it's still in your face but it's it's not uh And maybe that was
4: the plan. Maybe they wanted to make a statement with the first one and then kind of smooth everything out in the second.
3: Greg sums it up perfectly, as always.
4: Also new
3: new, uh, Power Stroke diesel coming real soon to the F-150, yes. Six-cylinder.
5: Yes, And that's the first diesel in an F-150, right? You were saying?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Best eco-friendly. This is the second year in a row we've given it to the Chevrolet Bolt, B-O-L-T-E-V. Uh, I think the general consensus was no one has outshone it. and um, it You can't know, argue
5: we, the numbers, right?
1: We know people, even though it's rated at, what, 238 miles of range, I know people that are getting – 20 and 30% more than that. It's making one pedal driving which bothers me uh, more popular and that is where you use the <laughs> paddles on the steering wheel to brake. Yeah, I love that. Dude, The regen that's on well. demand. You do, you do like I it. love yeah. one yeah. pedal driving. She, Chevy is
2: genius for that regen on demand pedal. I and think that's a paddle
1: on. People really like it.
2: I'd say if you're not willing to commit to full EV, the Kia Niro is a nice, like, pat-yourself-on-the-back Eco-Mobile. Or the but Insight's worth noting as there's well.
5: There's quite a few. But the Bolt is
1: still not, it, not Insight
5: Clarity, I'm, clarity, I'm sorry. Clarity,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. But nobody. There's st- a new Insight coming, though. Is yeah, there is yeah. a new. Yeah, we just saw it. It's, yeah. it's built off the
4: um, Civic chassis. That's
3: full yeah. electric? mostly no it's a hybrid, it hybrid yeah, but there's hybrid.
4: a clarity full electric coming. yeah yeah so, gotcha. i thought that that got held back because i think that's still under 100 miles of range yeah it's
1: like 80 or something yeah because yeah. it was originally designed as a hydrogen powered vehicle right uh best uh, dream machines we always pick uh, three of the most outrageous vehicles we've gotten in this year Uh, We'll just run down the list pretty quick. Aston Martin DB11, which I think is one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen. Uh,
4: Agreed. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: The Porsche 911 GT2 RS. What can you say?
4: I can't really argue that one.
1: And also the most outrageous vehicle that we've had in here in a long time and Ben's favorite. The Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon G550, but a 4x4 squared and this was uh, what $250,000 outrageously uh, like customized the, the last
2: hurrah for the old G-Wagon before wagon. the new mm-hmm. one comes so awesome
1: but when you look at this one versus the new one the new one looks like a, a child offspring it doesn't look you know just, this thing was yeah. so jacked up and so uh, customized well, those
2: crazy axles that it had, the portal axles or whatever they were called, yeah, gave yeah, it yeah. extra ground that's clearance.
1: Right. The thing was huge. Yeah, no. I
5: had those on an old Unimog. Mercedes has been that's on all probably of those where they, Yeah,
1: they, that's yeah. where it came from. Okay, so that is our Motorway Drivers' Choice uh, categories. Our best of the year, drum roll, please. Oh,
3: okay, I thought I was gonna the only one doing
1: that. Yeah. Oh. Kia Stinger.
3: Yeah, we should have saved some of the
1: stuff we yeah. said earlier for the. We said so much yeah. good stuff
2: about it, we yeah. ran out of things to say.
1: I, I will sum we've it up two by, of them. by what we said in the road test. We said there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about the car. It really does almost everything extraordinarily well. And we, you're right. Talk about – we had it on the street before we picked the, uh, <coughs> as our winner. But now we've taken it to Roebling for uh, a week of thrashing.
4: I, yeah, I gotta say, I came away maybe more impressed with his performance on the track than on the street. Uh, tons of power coming out of corners. The brakes were better than I, way better than I thought they were going to be. Especially after going, you're into like that eighth or ninth lap around Roebling, and they start fading going into turn one. But this thing kept asking for more. Would have liked a little more feel through the wheel, but I gotta say that thing was a lot of fun to drive around the track.
2: And you know what I noticed. More people came to look at that Stinger when we had it parked than a lot of the other cars we had.
4: Some of the uh,
1: exotics we had.
2: Right. I mean, granted, we had a Lamborghini, and that always attracts attention. But But
1: they saw the Kia sticker on the back of this, and they they all walked up like, what is that?
2: It was really odd to see how many people – and they didn't just look at it and say, huh, and walk away. They wanted to look inside it. They wanted to look around it. It was – It's attainable. It attracted a lot of attention, and that surprised me.
1: So that's our MotorWeek Drivers' Choice Picks for 2018. You can get the details on our website, uh, also the videos. And uh, it was uh, a lot of fun picking them this year. So
3: Mm
1: on till next year. We're going to switch gears here and go to a viewer question. This is Nick uh, via email has asked this. He said (sighs) he recently took his car in for an oil change and a tire rotation. After waiting a while... They came out from the dealer and said that he had swollen wheel lugs. In other words, the uh, lug nuts that hold the wheel on, they had swollen. Uh, He'd have to buy new ones if he wanted to rotate the tires. It was going to cost him quite a bit of money. He'd never heard of it before. What's the deal? I have to admit, I had neither except for the fact that Pat Goss did a segment on it some years ago here. What the swollen wheel lugs means is these are lug nuts that are built in two pieces. There's an inner core and an outer core. And on some vehicles, because of weather conditions or heat from just the tire, you know, wheel rotating, they become unlaminated and they cannot be gotten off the wheel with a normal uh, wrench.
2: They like expand and expand and and crack
1: and they warp and sometimes they have to basically take a. A pneumatic chisel and chisel them off. There's a class action lawsuit against at least Ford uh, because they used them on so many different vehicles. Why do they do this? The inner core is steel, but they make the outer cap look like the wheel. So, so it's either an aluminum
2: or a, chrome so or a chrome. They're more attractive. So it's chrome or stainless shiny steel something. or something.
1: Mm. And um, unfortunately, Nick, uh, it is real. And, if, and the, the other problem with them is, is if you have a flat tire on the road, uh, you probably can't get the wheel off, and even if you call a roadside service, they may not be able to get the uh, tire off. Uh, most uh, pneumatic uh, drills don't uh, don't have enough power to, to loosen the nuts, so it's a real issue, and it can cost you. We've heard prices of eight to ten bucks a lug nut to have them replaced. So it is a problem. Uh, we hear that a lot of new car warranties do not cover them. Uh, I don't know what the cure is, except maybe not use them anymore. So anyone got anything else to add. Nothing I can add to that. One
3: thing Pat Goss
2: said was uh, if you're a do it yourself or he well, he already doesn't like impact wrenches, but he says impact wrenches can cause the lugs to shear and fall apart because just, you know— if Because people,
1: you have them set too high.
2: Right. If you don't have the right torque setting, it can cause the lugs to twist and break prematurely because you're just going too hard on them with an impact wrench. Or it could wrench.
5: probably cause the delamination that— introduces moisture and rust and causes them to expand in the first place.
1: You know, I still prescribe to the idea that even if you go somewhere and use a uh, pneumatic wrench to um, tighten the lug nuts on your wheel, you still need that final tightening by using a torque wrench. It's really the only way.
4: Yeah, I was lucky with that. My father was so cheap growing up, we didn't have any cool tools. It's just a breaker bar and torque wrench. So you learned to do it by hand. Yeah, I still that's don't. So that's why. It's like against my nature to use any sort of... Tool. Air tools? tool, yeah. <laughs> Anybody you got a rant and rave? I, don't get yeah, really. me started. What <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I got interrupted. What you say? No, phone. no. We we're just saying how you much, just much just we enjoyed a snide the podcast. Comment. Just uh, classic Robinson. That's what Don't it's worry. like around I'm, the Motor Week offices. I'm, I'm about to rant about him. Yeah. <laughs> no. anybody got a rant and rave this week? <laughs> no. Yeah, actually, I do. I have a question. I can. I know I can be a little militant in my uh, policing of road rules, but oh, we, we had a situation in uh, Roebling, and Joe was driving, and he pulled through a parking spot, and I just got to know because I I find that that's like. <laughs> If, if there's literally nobody in the parking lot and it's 5 a.m., I have no problem with it. But when you're in a busy parking lot and you pull into a space and the next one's open and you pull through with two cars on either side, I absolutely hate that. Am I the only one? Is no, it, no. Because, because there's a reason there's a line there is you're not supposed to pull over it because if somebody else is coming right. in – and then everybody gets mad at everybody, and then I'm mad at you because you caused the situation, and I'm just always mad. I don't like anybody crossing through parking lots other than the prescribed paths.
5: Oh, that happens all the time. I know mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. But My
4: attitude interest. is – I'm yeah. not even as mad about that as I am about the pulling through. through? See, the just, pool,
2: it was a three-row SUV. It, was easy, it would be easier to get out. I thought I'm going to pull through. It makes it easier to get out of here. I don't have to back up into oncoming traffic. But
1: should you have done
4: it?
2: Is there a law? That's I my – qu- well, that is my I question. No problem, I'll,
4: I will absolutely ta- – will I will, I will never bring it up again if everybody here at the table says I'm a jerk I, and I don't be. think so. I agree with
5: you. Case-by-case case basis. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: I'd I say no it depends it. on the,
5: and I
2: agree, the difficulty of the vehicle you're driving.
4: There are definitely – no, that's <laughs> not an excuse. You know how to drive your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I – there is absolutely a case by case basis. Like I said, if there's not a ton of people around no problem, but it happens so much when there are two cars on either side of the parking spot and somebody pulls right, right. through.
5: Well, I like when they forget that they have to get a whole cartload of stuff and they get back and then the guy <laughs> behind them is behind so them. close right. they're like they can't get See, to their trunk. Especially if
1: they've got a pickup truck and they can't even lower the tailgate. Right.
5: I wasn't thinking. <laughs> now, if it's
2: if it's a directional lot, like ones that have one-way paths, then I guess the pull-through is dangerous because then you get the car facing the wrong direction. You couldn't that pull through in those situations because yeah, those you are have staggered, to, you staggered yeah. spots. You have to turn. Yeah. It wouldn't be a straight pull-through. Yeah. But,
1: All right. Well, that almost started a little war. That was fun.
5: I do prefer those, actually. Staggered, one-way spots. They're so much easier to get in and out of oh, than I agree. traditional 90-degree spots. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about two-way traffic
1: usually,
3: although some people don't seem to...
1: Ken don't understand hard what words. an arrow Painted on the road means I always
2: just park really far away But then you guys yell at me that, about that too I like uh-huh. to park where nobody else is And I say like, oh thanks for parking a mile away Joe I'm going to
1: start
3: taking an Uber <laughs> everywhere After this conversation
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank Joe. you Joe Thank <laughs> you Brian Robinson Ben Davis, hey, Greg Carlos I'd also like to thank our audio engineer Jim Bigwood And our podcast creator Bob Mixter uh, Everyone if you're looking for a Motor Week On your local public television station Our website has a new station locator. You just put in your city or your zip code, and it pops right up uh, at MotorWeek.org. Be sure to try it. Also, catch us on Velocity uh, on Tuesday nights and lots of other times. Uh, That's about it for us here at MotorWeek Central. I'm John Davis. Thanks very much for joining us for All Forms of
0: MotorWeek. You've been listening to the podcast of MotorWeek. Television's original automotive magazine, MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com, WeatherTech, Hum by Verizon, RockAuto.com, and State Farm. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at MotorWeek.org. And watch MotorWeek, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.